Okay. Hello. <laughs> Hello. 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 We're back. Yes, we are. Okay. I have to start this off with two little funny experiences. Okay. <laughs> they happened just now. I went to throw Sophie's poopy bag away. In the dumpster. Oh, another episode where we're talking about Sophie's poops. She did poop today. <laughs> She's making weird noises right now. Um, but I was running down and um, first of all, there was this little oil stain like right by the mailbox. Have you seen it? Um, it's been there for like, I don't know, two weeks or something. And it's uh, right by where these people are always working on their car. So oh, like, yeah. I literally thought nothing of it. But there's a somebody put a little sticker next to it, like a label that mm-hmm. says, please do not touch the art. <laughs> <laughs> like the oil stain is art? It's, yeah. I don't know if it's they, like. It had to have been a joke. I think it was a joke. I hope it was a joke, but it made me laugh so hard. And then I, I walked by the older man with yellow hair's house mm-hmm. and I saw into his living room. He actually has like a wall length fish tank with goldfish in them oh my gosh yeah so listener if you don't recall there was a goldfish killer (laughs) amongst our community yeah and there was one neighbor who was particularly upset about it yeah definitely put the goldfish attempted murderer on blast um and said this is, I'm not joking. I actually rescue goldfish. Just bring them to my house next time. And he has a lot of goldfish, actually. I'd never actually seen like that angle into his house before. Yeah. And I was just cracking up thinking he has a lot of gold, like a full wall sized fish tank. It's so much electricity. Probably. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. Anyways, that's my little anecdote to kick off our show. How are you? I appreciate that. <laughs> um, I'm good. I actually, it was so weird. The other night, I did not fall asleep until 2.45 in the morning. Okay. Which never happens to me. Oh my like, gosh, it's a regular occurrence for I me. I fall asleep, like the latest I fall asleep is maybe midnight. Mm. Um, I couldn't fall asleep until 2.45. And then I woke up at 6.30 and I couldn't fall back asleep. So I literally, that's all I slept Tuesday night. Yeah. And then I wasn't even tired. So I feel like something's really, like something's going on in my brain right now. Yeah. Um, but yeah. I'm actually doing really good because I got my first vaccine yesterday. Woo woo. Um, so I'm super excited about that. I was super like nervous mm-hmm. just because I didn't know what to expect. Yeah. But it was totally fine. And I am not having any crazy reactions. My arm is just ridiculously sore, which is not the worst reaction. Yeah. So I'm okay with Did it. Did you get it in your dominant arm or your non-dominant arm? Um, non-dominant. I think they do it on your Recommend non- that you yeah. do that. Okay. Good to know. Because my vax appointment is tomorrow what, morning. What? So by the time you hear this, we will both ha- have had our first doses yep and we'll be fully vaccinated by the end of april yeah it's exciting excited i guess we'll report back yeah if anything crazy happens next week but don't expect anything too crazy because the vaccines are safe and everyone should get (laughs) one if they are able to yeah 
That's my PSA on vaccines. But how are you doing besides nervous about your appointment tomorrow? I'm okay for the most part. I'm like a little bit mad about my like physical state right now. I feel like my body's kind of failing me in random ways. Like my body's always failing me. It's so annoying. So this past week I just haven't given a shit. Yeah. I am still really trying to stay on my training plan. Um, But the routine for like this week's training is different than it has been. Like it has me running on off days than I have been. Mm -hmm. And so I'm like just a little bit thrown off by that because I'm used to running like Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday, Sunday. And this time it has me doing just like, I can't remember the opposite of that, I guess. But then I don't run at all after tomorrow until Sunday. Is that normal for people that do that like race? Yeah, I think you're not supposed to run for a few days right before interesting um I mean I guess that makes sense just to avoid injury I guess um but yeah I hope it will be good but I'm like my arthritis is acting up my skin's acting up I have blisters on my feet my jaw hurts yesterday (laughs) when I got home from my vaccination appointment (laughs) I was going pee and all of a sudden as I'm peeing I hear somebody yell outside my window (laughs) Victoria I'm rollerblading and I was peeing I was like that sounded like Ashley so like I walk out here and Sophie's stressed out somewhere so I'm like oh Ashley can't be in the apartment and then I walk outside and she's just rollerblade practicing her rollerblading skills (laughs) yes I've had these rollerblades for over a year, maybe almost two years. I think you got them like right when we moved in together. I've used them once before yesterday and it did not go well. Um, But I decided to order elbow pads and wrist guards. Safety first. And knee pads. Um, Because we old, we can't afford to break anything. I literally, yeah. If I get injured, it's usually like the worst form, like Mm. the worst possible scenario. If I get in, I break things. Yeah, I hurt myself um, and they gave me a weird false sense of uh, comfort, I guess, mm. like confidence, because I was just like, I'm just going to do it. I'm just going to go right now. And it was scary at first, but I think I got a little bit better. You did a million times better than I ever could. Did you never rollerblade as a kid? No, uh, I never learned how to rollerblade or like roller skate, um, which is odd because there's something stuck in my throat, which is odd because my sister worked at roller skate land. But so my sister worked there in high school and because she's my sister, she's good at everything. So she was good, <laughs> but I never learned how to roller skate or rollerblade. I'm very like I've tried as an adult, mm-hmm. like not even as like a real adult. Like when I worked at the school, we would go to field trips to like the skate worlds. And mm-hmm. so when you have when you're in charge of children like like, and they're supposed to be the teacher the and you're supposed to be doing it with like doing activities with them so I would always try and I swore like I almost broke my tailbone so I never did tried it again like I was like I'll be at laser tag like (laughs) if you guys want to go over here that's where I'll be and we back hopefully (laughs) Uh oh oh just kidding I thought my laptop died and (laughs) it didn't I'm like debating on because people were trying to like make plans to go on Saturday like around Mm -hmm. the bay I'm like, I really want to, but it's the day before my race. So like one, I could get hurt or mm-hmm. two, I could be really sore in ways that I'm not used to. And it would just like mess up. my race. Yeah. So I'm not sure, but I really want to. It's like, do we self-sabotage Ashley? Probably. Yes. <laughs> what other option is there? I don't yeah. know of another one. 
Um, well, but, that's good. Yeah, other than that, I think I'm okay. <laughs> <laughs> I love that so much. I think I'm okay. I think, I think I'm doing, doing good. Right. My therapist says I'm doing good, so got to be doing something, right? Unless yeah. I'm just lying to her but that's a whole another another form of (laughs) self-sabotage lying to therapists i don't lie to her (laughs) you just don't include all the information i give her too much information (laughs) um yeah that was fun (laughs) so are you watching have you watched anything have you read oh my gosh so i ironically ended up watching Kong versus Godzilla or Godzilla yeah. versus Kong whatever yeah. it's called at Jessica's house on Saturday so good did people enjoy it well kinda it was better than I thought it was gonna be uh-huh. but there was some cheese factor of course there was I feel like Godzilla's CGI he just looks like gravel like he had no <laughs> definition in his face or she yeah. is Godzilla a female no, he's a boy. Is it? Okay. Um, they <laughs> had no definition of their face except for eyeballs. And I was just like, what is this gravel volcano lizard thing? But yes, you are right about them making you have feelings for a giant gorilla. Yeah. Other than that, I'm not really watching anything new except my like guilty pleasure. Turn my brain off mm-hmm. has been Big Brother. Ooh, I love Big Brother. I've always wanted to be on Big Brother. Me too. Yeah, it's like one of the only reality shows like I've game wanted show to be on. Reality yeah. shows that or the Real World, obviously. Yeah, I just want my own reality show. Um, so if you are a producer, <laughs> hit up our business email. <laughs> I feel like I was like consuming a lot of heavy material mm-hmm. in the last few weeks, so I definitely wanted a little bit of a break. Yeah, I finished my book, one of my books, the. Luckiest Girl Alive. Mm-hmm. I feel like they're. I'm surprised they ha- like HBO or something hasn't picked it up to be like a limited series, like make it a TV show. I think I read something that they did that somebody did. I just can't remember. It gives me like Big Little Lies vibes. I think it's inspired by her true story. Oh, really? I think so. I haven't really watched anything else either. I like don't know what I've been doing with my time. <laughs> I was thinking about it today. I was Are like, you what watching have I been watching streams? Um, no, I finally just watched a stream for like the first time like yesterday, but I did go ahead and watch and finish the QAnon documentary on HBO Max, which is called Into the Storm. Very good. HBO Max has some really good documentaries that are coming up. So they have or that's that are already out. So they have one out that's called The Last Cruise and it's about the cruise ship where that was like one of the first breakouts of COVID-19 was on the cruise ship and they had to shut down. They couldn't go anywhere. They were just stuck on the cruise. Holy shit. So I really want to watch that. Um, I had a friend watch it and said it was really good. Yeah. So I would definitely recommend watching that. I'm probably going to watch that next. But the QAnon doctor- documentary is called Into the Storm. And it actually, I think, starts in, gosh, I don't know even remember when the guys started filming Hmm. um but so you know we in our episode that we did about QAnon we talked about the Watkins family we talked about Jim Watkins and Ron Watkins yeah who run the like sites where Q has posted his drops before Mm -hmm. um and so he basically just kind of focuses on them cool for six episodes and he interviews a bunch of other people and there's a lot of connections that are made 
um, talks with a lot of, you know, Q believers and stuff like that. And so for me, it's very interesting, but also frustrating seeing these people who believe all this crazy stuff. Yeah. But I love finding out why they believe that Mm -hmm. or like just kind of what they believe, because I feel like I don't even fully understand what they believe most (laughs) of the time, because I don't think they know either. Well, a lot of it just doesn't have like a logical train of thought. But yeah. But so if you want to know more about it. Definitely check it out. And also listen to our episode about QAnon and cults. QAnon, cults, and chill. But the last episode is actually they're at the Capitol during January 6th. So this guy, like, it was years of him. Research. And, like, interviewing with them and traveling, like, to the places that they live because they don't live in the United States. They live in the Philippines and Japan. And they have for years. The Watkins. Mm-hmm. Wow. Highly recommend it. It's a very Definitely. good watch. But I guess if we're all caught up on what we've been consuming, we can get into our topic. Okie dokie. Artichoke. Let me wake my computer and back up. And here we go. How do we... <laughs> is that how we introduce... <laughs> what is that from? It's like a kid's... It's Peter Pan. <laughs> oh, Peter Pan. Oh, yeah. Remember when we got stuck? Or no, we were, the bar broke down and we were like almost to the front of the line and it just kept going, here we go. (laughs) (laughs) I love Peter Pan. I can't wait to be back at Disney. I know. We're so close. How are we introducing this? It's kind of related to the series, but kind of not. We talked about before we started. Yes. So we mentioned last week we started a series about like celebrity, like child Child celebrities, child stars and kind of what choices they've made and where they're at now and what has impacted them, whether that be like society or other people in their lives. And so this is like a similar... She wasn't... Well, she was technically like a child. She was only like in her teens when she started out. Like, I don't know. I guess this is kind of just like a gone too soon. Yeah. Story. Like she still had so much potential and is unfortunately no longer with us. We won't keep you on the edge of your seat any longer. You should just guess right now. If you're if you're <laughs> listening, you've already seen the title, which probably has her name in it. Maybe. Uh, maybe. <laughs> um, so we are going to talk about Brittany Murphy, who is a really great actress mm-hmm. who's been in a bajillion things that we're probably going to talk about because they all impacted like my life or like we're just really good movies that people love um and it kind of just sets the timeline if you know like what years everything is happening um Mm -hmm. but so she is definitely an actress that she tragically passed away too soon and there's a lot of conspiracies there's a lot of mystery about her passing and the last few years of her life um They took a turn Mm -hmm. and it's not necessarily the same turn that we've seen some of these other young, talented individuals go, but it has some notes of that. Yeah. Um, And I think that'll be a common theme amongst anybody we talk about who's no longer with us is there's going to be common things that happen. I got to be honest. I was a little bit hesitant to start with Brittany Murphy in the series because we did say we wanted to do some like tragic Hollywood deaths. Um, and make that into a series or talk about some conspiracies behind celebrities who have um, passed on. And I started to have like 
I don't know, reservations about just speaking ill of the dead or not honoring them Mm -hmm. for their contribution. So I think we'll do a good job now that I'm like aware of it. I just, I guess, I guess I'm like, because she was like kind of recent. She passed in 2009. Mm -hmm. Um, and that it, it was like definitely something that I remember and not, so I'm kind of putting my own like opinions in it Mm -hmm. or like the opinions that I remember being talked about rather than us kind of like going a little bit further back to deaths, maybe in like the sixties and seventies and eighties where they're a little bit more distant, but I'm actually glad once I did jump in last minute today to do my research, (laughs) um, procrastination nation over here. Um, I'm glad that we are starting with this one because I have a ton of notes. Yeah. And I just think we're not here to say one way or the other, like what happened. Mm -hmm. And like, I always want that to be clear. Like this is, this podcast is all about us talking about things that neither of us are super knowledgeable on. Right. And learning about it and sharing what we learn and sharing our like opinions at times, Mm -hmm. but it's never, I don't think we'll ever be like, this is what happened because we don't know. Yeah. Um, all definitely speculation unless there's, you know, court documents and anything to solidify, you know, autopsy reports and stuff like that, that can all, they can all be changed as well. Or like people's verdicts and things like that can always like, yeah, be reevaluated. So, I don't know. Just don't come for us <laughs> is basically what I'm trying to say. We're doing and I our best. And I don't think we would be talking about her if we didn't care about her. her. Yeah. You know, like I, there are plenty of people that we could talk about. Like, unfortunately, she's not the only one and there will be others that we mm-hmm. will discuss. But yeah. I don't, I personally don't want to cover ones that like don't mean anything to me. Yeah. In, in some sort of way, not to say that they're not important and like they didn't you know, inspire other people. But I want this to be about people that inspire us. Yeah. And like who we enjoyed watching on TV and like or looked the movies. Up to. Yeah. So that's a good point. This is all coming from a place of love and sharing things that I didn't know about till today and that maybe you as a listener didn't know about till today. Yeah. So, so let us know what you think. Um from this. I guess I'll start off just by given a couple of my sources so you can go for them if I got any of this wrong <laughs> Wikipedia of course <laughs> um, articles from the New York reporter the New York Post the Hollywood reporter uh, Nikki Swift.com and an investigation discovery special that came out in 2020 um, called Brittany Murphy an ID mystery which mm-hmm. I did get to watch you can watch it for free on the ID channel website right now I did see that so check those out. But anyway, Miss Brittany Ann Murphy hyphen Monjack uh, was born November 10th, 1977. She is a Scorpio baby. Oh, I would have loved her. Yeah, she seemed like a pretty cool chick. She really did. She was like the cool chick in all these movies. Like yeah. she just had such a natural like laid back like confidence to her yeah and people talk about that people that Mm -hmm. worked with her people that knew her people that interviewed her like everyone speaks very highly of Brittany Murphy that's how you know you're a good person yeah (laughs) um I guess she was born in Atlanta but grew up mostly in Edison New Jersey Mm -hmm. um she moved to Los Angeles as a teenager at 13 with her mom Mm -hmm. um her dad is reportedly not 
much a part of her life because her parents divorced when she was two and he spent some time in prison for quote unquote organized crime. Um, but he comes into the story a little bit AKA later. AKA he the mob. He, he the was mo- in the mob. He the mafia. The New Jersey mafia. Uh- <laughs> <laughs> there's got to be one. I don't know anything about the mafia or the mob, but there's got to be one. Dude, in there's all- mafia in San Diego. Is there? Well, a cartel. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if that's the same. That's our West Coast version <laughs> of the mafia. Yeah. I mean, just watch the show Weeds. They tell you oh all God. about it. Such a good show. Um, I guess she was a young like performer, wanted to be in musicals as a little kid, is quoted, I think, at age nine as saying that she wants to do it all. She wants to be a dancer. She wants to have a music career. She wants to be in movies and she wants to star on Broadway. Mm-hmm. And she pretty much does all of this. She does. Um, she gets her first big role in Clueless in 1995, and I guess she's 18 yes. at the time, um, which is a great movie. Such a good movie. It's a cult classic. It's a fashion icon staple. It's everything, it's everything. that's good <laughs> about like the 90s. Yes, like wholesome, but like also honest yeah, about it was teenagers. Like an, yeah, it was an honest um, representation of what it was like to be a rich kid growing up in like Los Angeles and just going to school and going to parties. Like that's, it's really what it was all about. And they just all dress so fucking cool. Rolling with the homies. Oh my God. (laughs) Yes. Um, and at age 20 in 1997, she was on Broadway in an Arthur Miller play. Um, that is, I think the only time she was on Broadway as far as my notes go. But she was in the industry for a little over two decades. And in that time, I have some statistics. She did 37 films, 24 TV appearances. One of those was a pretty long run as a voice actor on King of the Hill. Um, She did three video game voices, four music videos, and the one stage play. Um, She was nominated for 12 different awards, but she didn't win any of them. A lot of people did say that she should have gotten like Oscar nominations for a couple of these performances. And she just had a little bit of like unlucky timing with the people she was up against and what was going on like in history. One of her best roles notor- um, of notoriety was, um, I have it written down here somewhere, but that's not where I'm looking at my notes right now. So I can't recall the name of it, but it came out the same weekend as 9-11. So, like, nobody went to the movies that weekend, basically. It was just kind of, like, looked over. Um, Roger Ebert, the film, like, famous film critic, said that Murphy's talent could be compared to Lucille Ball. Like, she had natural chops, comedic timing, stunning, like, to see on camera. She just stole the show. She definitely is said to have, like, stolen the spotlight from Alicia Silverstone and Clueless. I just want to say, for Roger Ebert to speak that highly of an actor... Yeah. Like, he's not, like... A nice film critic. I don't think many film critics are. But <laughs> he's he, grumpy. Yeah, he's grumpy. Like he always has found. He always finds something to complain about. Like there's always something. Like there's never like that perfect movie where he likes everyone's performances and he likes the story. And so for him to call out this young twenty-something girl, that's significant. Yeah, like that means like a lot. And to be considered like the Lucille Ball of her like time like mm-hmm. that's huge like Lucille Ball was huge it just speaks to her like talent and her performances mm-hmm. that somebody like that is 
calling her out in a good way. Yeah, she was definitely a young rising star in the early 2000s. Many people might not know that she had a lovely singing career as well. Um, she was in a band called Blessed Soul. I, we might need to close your door because the planes are really loud. And she also did the voice of Gloria in Happy Feet. She got to do the voice work and the singing work. Mm-hmm. The vo- Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> and something interesting to know is that her final film called Something Wicked was actually released five years after she died. And I don't know what that movie's about. I never saw it. Me neither. But she did a lot of independent films. Mm-hmm. Um, she didn't do, like, she didn't stick with the mainstream, which she could have. And she mm-hmm. could have been, like... America's sweetheart that way but I just think it also speaks to her not wanting to continue to do certain roles and branch out and continue to use her talent in other genres like we talked about with Amanda Bynes like it it, once you get stuck in those roles it's really hard to get out and so she went the independent movie route which I always appreciate Um, but I have no idea what her last movie is about me neither. But I think it's interesting that it took five years after she passed away to release it. So it's about it's a <laughs> psychological horror film and it follows a young woman who is tormented after a tragic accident which led to the death of her parents. It almost like kind of makes me wonder if because I know she was doing a couple like psychological roles and mm-hmm. some of her roles like in Girl Interrupted and stuff are tragic characters maybe mental illness and stuff going on like the Heath Ledger type of actor commitment that takes Mm -hmm. a toll on your mental health like it almost kind of makes me wonder if some of this yeah was a contributing factor of the last few years of her life and the decisions she made there which we'll get into but uh something that kind of uh nudged us to do this story was because in 2003 before 2003 i just want to talk about she dated ashton kutcher from 2002 to 2003 oh yeah yeah. um after they filmed just married Mm -hmm. and um he still speaks very very highly of her i just think it's important to note because i love them together they were so cute i did too i totally shipped them way more than i shipped ashton kutcher and uh, Demi Moore. Yeah, duh. Uh, it almost makes me kind of wonder like how different their lives could be or if Britney would still be with us if they like lasted longer. Yeah. Then in 2003, so this is like the height of her career, mm-hmm. she purchases the home that Britney Spears puts on the market. Suddenly, um, Britney did previously live in that house with Justin Timberlake. And she sells it for $3.9 million fully furnished. So she was like, peace out, goodbye. Mm -hmm. And if you didn't listen to our episode about Britney, Britney had a Reiki practitioner come over to her her house because she said she wanted like a cleansing. She was feeling some weird vibes and she kind of wanted to reset her energies, um, which I commend. I think Reiki is an... uh, a practice that should be respected. Um, but I don't know if it went well <laughs> because she said that the Reiki practitioner opened up some sort of gateway and Brittany started having a really dimension to hell, a gateway to hell. <laughs> um, <laughs> she started having like bad dreams or like visions of her, like someone pushing her down the stairs and she did not want to stay at the house anymore. This is Britney Spears, by the way. 
she leaves, stays at a hotel and like says, I'm not returning to this house, puts it on the market. And Brittany Murphy is the one to purchase it with all her stuff. Like, okay. I don't know if Brittany Murphy kept like all her furniture and stuff or she like sold it off and like got her own. Who knows? So weird. It's a little bit strange. Um, And this is just in the Hollywood Hills. It's like one of the mansions where all the, or the mansion neighborhoods where all the celebrities live. So that's a good move for a young 20 something girl on the rise in Hollywood. Heck yeah. I want to live in Britney Spears old house. She probably didn't know about the weird stuff that happened to make Britney want to leave. No, for sure. She didn't. Um, it's also worth mentioning that Brittany Murphy's mother, Sharon Murphy lives with her. Mm -hmm. Um, and it's a lot of people, um, close to Brittany Murphy say that like her and her mom will, were inseparable yeah very Very close close. um if it weren't for like the age difference a lot of people would say that they behaved more like sisters than Mm -hmm. mother daughter um i have um in two so she's she moved into this house with her mom in 2004 she gets engaged to her talent manager jeff i'm gonna mess up his last name Nets, and that is broken off in 2005 the next year she's also engaged to a production assistant she met while filming the movie little black book that's broken off so she got two well she broke up with ashton kutcher or they ended i don't know who dumped whom she ends two engagements in a matter of three years mm-hmm. and then nothing's really mentioned about relationships for her until 2007 when she meets and quickly marries screenwriter Simon Monjack. He is a UK native, a Pisces, (laughs) Um, and he's eight years older than her. And Mr. Simon Monjack has a messy past. He is referred to by several people who knew him as Conjack, like a con artist. Yes. In 2005, there were warrants for his arrest due to credit fraud, but the charges were dropped. Mm -hmm. And then in 2006, he gets sued by a bank after being evicted from four different homes and he has to pay over $400,000 because he gets sued. And then in the same year, 2006, is when he meets Brittany very quickly after his divorce is finalized from his first wife. So they meet towards the end of 2006 and then in February of 2007 he gets arrested and spends nine days in jail and faces deportation due to an expired visa and then the next month him and Brittany Murphy get married it's a whirlwind romance right it was notably 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 mm-hmm. <laughs> notably I don't know what the word is um a small ceremony um his mother wasn't invited hey she had only met Britney once before they got married and all of the guests were either Britney's employees or vendors and Simon's best man was Britney's chauffeur so he's got a lot going on in this he'd been married twice before and it's just very evident that if he's getting threatened with deportation and they get married the next month, it's a reason to get him. It's a, a reason for him to stay in the United States. Right. Now, whether and I'm not speaking to whether or not they loved each other, who knows? I mm-hmm. don't know. But they obviously wanted to make it so he could stay so they could continue their relationship. I don't know. I don't know. There could be some other motives going on there. But he 
reportedly had like over the course of their relationship took hundreds and hundreds of photos of Britney and would play piano for her late at night. She would sing under like she would lay down underneath the piano and sing with him. It was cute. She totally does fall for him. And she is in kind of like a fragile time in her life because like I mentioned, she ends two engagements and in around 2005, like she starts getting a couple tabloid rumors about her rapid weight loss. Mm-hmm. Um, this was a common thing for any young celebrity female to be criticized about their weight. If it was too much, if it was too little, um, if it was too little, they were always on drugs. Like that was the rumor. Mm-hmm. So there was a lot of rumors in tabloids that she had a cocaine problem. Um, and she insisted that she couldn't do cocaine. Her mother corroborates this. Simon corroborates this and says that um, that Brittany had a heart murmur. And if she took any type of stimulants, it would like endanger her life. Mm-hmm. So who knows if those were ever true. But we'll get to what is discovered uh, after she passes away that may contradict this claim that she didn't do drugs um, there's also claims that Simon didn't do drugs either from his mother and him. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I'm sure we'll talk a little bit more about that. Basically, she skyrocketed really quickly into the limelight and was really promising, facing a wonderful career. And she kind of diverts a little bit when she's not getting a lot of these big nominations for awards and goes independent, but those aren't doing super well either. Then she's in the tabloids for supposed drug use and that she's too skinny. She's having, you know, like we said, relationship turmoil. Mm -hmm. This guy finds her at such a prime moment in her life. Absolutely. And some people know how to take advantage of people when they're mm-hmm. at their lowest. Especially someone who's nicknamed Conjack. I do want to point out that a family friend of theirs did an interview at some point after her death. Um, his name is Alex Ben Block. And mm-hmm. he comments and he says that she would spend hours in her bathroom critiquing her body and studying her body image. But that she had really hoped that they were going to be able to move to New York to get a fresh new start. She just thought like it was Hollywood that Hollywood was, was what, the toxic. Yeah, part that, of that, it. that if they could get away from Hollywood, but both still do what they like doing, like acting and for him screenwriting, mm-hmm. they'd be able to make it work and they'd be in a better place. Yeah, this was around 2009 that they're discussing selling the house. And this is the same one that she bought from Brit. I guess Simon does say that she never really liked spending time at the house in the early stages of their marriage slash relationship that she always like wanted to stay in hotels like in Beverly Hills and stuff and he was like we have a beautiful mansion why wouldn't we just stay there so she might have not wanted to be cooped up or hidden away in the hills in the same Mm -hmm. way there could be some bad juju there but they wanted to they were planning to sell the house and move to New York City in 2010 unfortunately they wouldn't they yeah like you said discussed that this plan to move to New York City is going to revive both of their careers and they would basically get a fresh start. Mm-hmm. Um, but before they were going to move to New York, she has one last film she's going to film in 2009. Yeah. Which requires her to travel to Puerto Rico. Um, and so her husband and her mom, who also still lives with them in that same million dollar home, mm-hmm. uh, pack up and they go with her to travel to go film this movie. Um, it does not go well because on her first day of filming, she arrives to set, um, and she gets fired. 
There are rumors that it's related to her husband, Simon's drunken behavior, but there's nothing confirming that that's what it was. Mm -hmm. Um, But so they traveled all this way trying to film a movie and she gets fired. But they decide (laughs) we're just going to make a trip out of it. We're still going to hang out and have a good time. We're already here. Um, So they end up staying even after she's no longer part of that movie But both her mom and Simon contract staph infections, Mm -hmm. um, which is kind of crazy to me. Like, where were you staying? Like, staph (laughs) infections, like, you don't just get them. Yeah. Isn't it usually like you have an open cut or something and you get like a blood infection? Yeah. I don't know. I'm not, I'm not medically trained. I'm just guessing out of my brain things that I can remember. Um, but yeah, it seems a little weird. They're like, well, let's not go back. Obviously the trips on their dollar now, who knows where they were at financially at the time. Yeah. Um, so yeah, they end up on the flight home. Something even more crazy Crazy happens. happens. And allegedly Simon has a mild heart attack. According to him, according to Brittany though, it's a severe asthma attack. Um, and she's she has to perform CPR on him on this flight. Um, this is about this is in November of 2009. This is just a couple of weeks before she's going. She eventually passes away. Yeah. And I do want to note also that nobody in this household has great health in general. Mm-hmm. Um, her mother survived breast cancer twice, um, but she had severe neuropathy from it. So that's kind of why Brittany became the caretaker and allowed her to keep kind of living with What's her. What's neuropathy? Um, pretty sure it's you like you like lose control of your movements. Really? I think so. But you might want to Google that because we're dumb chicks. We are dumb chicks. I had no idea. So I just skipped over that word. I was like, I don't know what that word means. I was hoping you weren't going to ask me. <laughs> we would just sound smart. Um, <laughs> that would defeat the whole purpose. Neuropathy. Disease or dysfunction of one or more p- peripheral nerves, typically causing numbness or weakness. Okay. Yes. Like motor function. And her husband, Simon, wasn't in the best of health either. He suffered from seizures and this mild heart attack at the time. He also had sleep apnea, bouts of asthma and respiratory infections. What a drama king. Like it's an asthma attack. (laughs) Oh, it's a heart attack. I'm having a mild heart attack on the flight. But they both kind of freaked out thinking that the tabloids would explode with rumors of her being fired as well as his health on this Mm. flight home. They both kind of started um, between 2007 and 2009, became very paranoid of the tabloids and their health. Um, So prescriptions start being overprescribed. Basically, Mm -hmm. they they, um, maybe are taking advantage of doctor shopping and getting different prescriptions for different quote unquote symptoms and it seems like Simon is definitely, what's the word I'm looking for? Like urging her or like pushing her to keep To medicate up, herself. To medicate herself yeah. and him too. And it kind of leads to a deadly concoction mm-hmm. for Brittany Murphy. She um, also ends up contracting a staph infection. Yeah, she gets sick as well from whatever gets, they had. Yeah, she gets super sick. It hits her really hard. 
like I'm assuming it also hit them as well if they also suffer from pre-existing conditions. Mm-hmm. Um, but at the same time that she gets this infection, she also contracted laryngitis mm-hmm. and she was having her second period in a month. So she her anemia was like like she was severely anemic at this time because she was she had already lost so much blood that month. Yeah, it said um, her second period of that month caused the anemia to cut her red blood cell count to a quarter of normal levels, which is insane. Yeah, I mean, I'm mildly anemic. And when I get my period, it's like I'm just going to bruise randomly. <laughs> um, so I can't even imagine when it gets like severe like this. Yeah. Um. And on the day that she passes, she had also taken an antidepressant drug, commonly known as Prozac. (laughs) I cannot pronounce the uh, actual name. (laughs) Um, An anti-seizure drug, an anti-inflammatory, and a beta blocker, all of which Simon had given her. Um, It says, as well as Vicoprofen. I hate the names of drugs. like a beta blocker, right? Um, It was supposed to ease the pain of her period. Mm. So, yeah. All of this combined with having pneumonia and, what is it, laryngitis? Laryngitis, yeah. Um, Basically exhausts her body from fighting anything off. So, on the morning of um, December 20th, 2009, Mm -hmm. around 8 a.m., it says the fire department, which I find a little bit interesting, but the fire department responds to a medical request made to her home it's her mom Mm -hmm. she calls she's freaking out because Brittany has collapsed in the bathroom and so they show up and they tried to resuscitate her because she was not responsive when they arrived they weren't able to resuscitate her at her home and so they transferred her to cedar sinai in los angeles which is the hospital where all the celebrities go and she goes into cardiac arrest while at the hospital and she's pronounced dead at 10:04 a.m despite having these lingering illnesses and symptoms for six weeks pretty much since they got back from puerto rico She never went to the doctor. Mm -hmm. Um, She consulted a few times with a pharmacist and she did schedule an appointment for the following Monday before she collapsed. Um, But there was no urgency to see a doctor because Mm -hmm. apparently her and Simon had started practicing their own holistic medicine, which sometimes you need science. Yeah, like I get it. (laughs) Like I've been to a handful of doctors that don't know what they're doing and they just treat the symptom and they don't get to the root cause. And I understand that. But girl, you've been sick for six weeks. Yeah. You are like exhausted. You're not able to do anything like you're not in a state of mind where you're just going to be able to work through this with some positive feelings and some crystals, you know, like you need a doctor. I guess a lot of it goes back to like her paranoia that if, the paparazzi and the tabloids found out that she they'd turn was it sick. into bad. Yeah, they would turn it into bad, like that. You know, it could be de- that she's dependent on drugs or hooked on prescriptions, and that it would hurt her prospects for getting more jobs for movies or whatever. You know, she wanted to pursue. So she was constantly kind of fed this um, paranoia, also from Simon, just saying like, we just don't want to be involved in the tabloids. We have to be very careful about your image. And was like the only way to avoid that was to not leave the house. Which is just like, 
we'll I'll, we'll post a picture of this stupid Simon guy, but he's so ugly. Paparazzi <laughs> tabloids don't care about pictures of you, homeboy. They want yeah. pictures of Britney. What's like, crazy is that the day that she died, she was 115 pounds, which is a healthy weight, I might add, for her stature of five foot two. Yeah, she's tiny. She's Simon a girl. was 300 pounds. <laughs> Guys, I don't like him. <laughs> Um, yeah. Trying to say not biased here, but I don't like him. Ew, I hate that so much. <laughs> um, so yeah, she unfortunately passes away. Investigators, when they go back to the house to try to investigate this death, find over 90 different prescriptions in the home under various names. That's questionable. Um, <laughs> She, yeah, that's super questionable. But despite that, her death is ruled an accident yeah. caused by pneumonia and anemia. And a toxic cocktail of prescription drugs. True. Um, the medical, or I think it was the coroner, he notes that in her system there was hydrocodone, uh, acetaminophen, a methamphetamine, and chlorophenaramine. <laughs> totally said that right. Struggle to pronounce meta, uh, pre- medicine names. And just regular words. <laughs> <laughs> Medical medicine medications. I don't know. <laughs> um, but all of that was in her system. But the coroner said that because all of that was in her system, they could not be discounted when determining the cause of death. But he could not. they could not rule it as the cause of death. Yeah, basically... The pneumonia is what got her, but there were a lot of other things going on that could have killed her as mm-hmm. well. Simon adamantly does not want to have an autopsy performed, though. Supposedly, shadier and shadier. his reasoning is that he doesn't want anybody to mangle Britney's perfect body. The quote is very creepy. He says, her body that's curvy in all the right places and her skin like silk. I hate him he's so gross it gets weirder it does get weirder (laughs) and i'm gonna share those photos too it gets weirder simon believes that regardless of this autopsy report um britney died of a broken heart caused by the treatment from hollywood okay after her death her widower and her mom do interviews together and they do really fucking weird photos together. Yeah, I was gonna email you one that I think we should put on. The I saved one today. It's fucking bizarre. The way that they start interacting with each other, they're embracing each other. It's bizarre. Yeah. It's not just like, oh, we're both grieving. There's some weird underlying connection mm-hmm. happening. And related to that, I do wanna say that. And this is going to jump really far ahead, but it's because it's about an older interview that's that takes place Um, in August of 2010. So this is this is, you know, eight months after she passes away. Mm -hmm. TMZ and Daily Mail and all of these tabloid websites report that Sharon and Simon were in some sort of relationship because Sharon's quoted in an interview that she shared a bed with Simon. She points to the bed and says, that's my side. And it was very clearly Simon's bedroom. Yeah, I have something that jumps a little bit to also corroborate this that she admits to. Um, because, spoiler alert, Simon doesn't make it much longer after Brittany dies. He ends up dying too, and we'll get into that. Um, but when investigators show up to their house, they ask Sharon, because she's still living with Simon, 
why are there prescriptions with your name on it in his bedroom? Mm -hmm. And she says, because I sleep in here too. We Mm -hmm. are consoling each other. And she has prescriptions that say Sharon... What's his last name? Monjack. Monjack. Sharon Monjack. That's not her legal name. No. And there's also Sharon Murphy Mm -hmm. prescription pills. But so the investigator, like they're seeing this and they're like, wait, what? This is your daughter's widower. Like, yeah. And it's uh, within a few months time. All of this is happening. Very bizarre. Um, He also invited cameras into their home for an interview. I cannot find video of this interview anywhere. And it's a little weird that I can't. Mm-hmm. I don't know if um, because something that I'll get to towards the end of this is coming out. They might have like scrubbed it in order to get like the rights for it. Mm-hmm. So scrubbed it from the Internet. Um, but I do remember seeing video of this interview and there's pictures of it. Like you can find screen grabs of this interview, bringing people into cameras into his house. And it's disturbing. They're bordering on like hoarders territory in the house. It's dark everywhere. He has he brags about having over 56 surveillance cameras on the property. He's like a paranoid schizophrenic, I feel like. Yeah. And he has this device that um, scrambles the phone lines to deter anyone from recording phone calls. He is crazy. (laughs) He is paranoid. There's also just like racks and racks and racks of clothing that Brittany wore. I mean, she could have, obviously, this was her collection and it was shortly after she passes. So she could have had hoarding tendencies too. And this is, hoarding is a mental illness Mm -hmm. um so I'm not trying to like rag on anybody for that but there I mean obviously there's mental illness here going on Mm -hmm. in several different instances amongst all of the people living here but there was like cosmetics and products filling up the countertops in the bathroom that she collapsed in and it was just like chaos like Mm -hmm. it just didn't seem like a healthy environment environment to be in and that they basically just became paranoid recluse hoarders in yeah over on a ton of different medications as well so yeah. maybe even some munchausen's going on oh i didn't even think about that yeah <laughs> so simon gains an extra 40 pounds um after following. he already weighs 300 pounds i don't know he might have been 300 pounds at the time he died okay does like He's but either way, guy. he was between 250 and 300 pounds. Big guy. Um, okay. And so he gains even more weight. And uh, let's see. His mother is quoted in saying that the um, use of prescription medications was a surprise to her um, because he was very adamant about not using drugs. But that he does have health issues. And she mentions the yeah. a supposed heart attack. She said he... But you'd have to ask him about it. He claimed he had heart problems and needs open heart surgery. But on May 23rd, 2010, he passes away as well for the exact same reason that Brittany In supposedly In the same passed. house. In the same house. Almost five months to the day later. And Pneumonia. And severe anemia. Anemia and prescription drugs. <laughs> uh, however, That's too bizarre. Like, yeah, it's I, strange. I understand there are coincidences in life, 100%. I'm not surprised about the drugs being in his in his system. I'm surprised about the... How do you have pneumonia so much? So there's a couple of theories about how bizarre it is that they both died under the same circumstances. Um, but like, we'll, have you ever had pneumonia? Yeah, I've had pneumonia a few times because I... Well, you have like... 
asthma. I have asthma and we did have some mold in an apartment growing up. Mm-hmm. Me and my sister both got asthma while living in that apartment. And it's like stuck with you for the rest of your life. Is that like what triggered it? Mm-hmm. Holy shit. Okay. I guess I just like, I don't, I don't realize how prominent pneumonia is. And like, mm-hmm. I get that people die from it. Yeah. But it's just like really bizarre to me. I just, okay. Continue yeah. With and your it's not a fun thing when you have pneumonia. You, you're literally drowning in your own well, body. Well, we thought that I had pneumonia when I had my mystery illness. Yeah. Maybe it was. Who knows? But to die from it when you're kind of, I mean, he was a large person, a little bit older than Brittany, but she was... 32 She's and at a healthy relatively weight. Relatively healthy. Like to die from pneumonia when you're 32 is a little bit rare as well. Um, with not really any other underlying conditions. She had a few things um, that I think I wrote down in here somewhere. Oh my, I might have to go back for that. Um, she had a few like underlying conditions and some injuries that she was taking like painkillers and stuff for, but nothing like thought she needed to be on 90 different prescriptions yeah no one needs to be on 90 different prescriptions (laughs) even like three people in a house shouldn't have 90 prescriptions combined no no anyway so i want to note here though that because he claimed that he needed open heart surgery an autopsy shows that he had maybe a slightly enlarged heart but he also got an ekg slightly or shortly before his death and his heart was fine according to the autopsy your heart's like slightly large because you're a large human being that's not taking care of yourself (laughs) like it's that doesn't mean that you need open heart surgery means you need to exercise sorry so some people were accusing maybe us to simon of being a con man marrying britney for his visa some people said that he was a very intelligent generous man who was heartbroken, also, quote unquote, died of a broken heart. And uh, that's probably just um, (laughs) Sharon. (laughs) (laughs) I think she's the only person who had that opinion. (laughs) I'll get to a couple of these theories about why they mysteriously died in the same way. One of them is that there might have been toxic mold in the house, which contributed to their breathing and like lung problems. Um, Sharon said that Simon was claiming he was hallucinating on his, in his final moments, but that could also be all the drugs that he was taking. I don't think mold makes you hallucinate. I can. Uh, okay. (laughs) I know nothing about mold, apparently. (laughs) We'll do an episode (laughs) about different kinds of mold. We'll do mold and mushrooms. (laughs) We're not going to do them, though. (laughs) I can see how you'd get confused by what she said. We do this. <laughs> and another one. or So they did try to run some tests. I think Sharon gets um, some people out to test for mold. It's never really proven. And Sharon even goes back and forth on her stance regarding if there was mold in the house or not. Yeah. At first, she's like, no, there is no mold. The health department never wanted to investigate or never wanted to take a look at the house and blah, 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 blah. And then like in December of 2011, she changes her mind claims there was toxic mold that was the cause of death and then like files a lawsuit against the lawyers that represented her the first time yeah i think she attempts to sue like the builders they settle out of court and then she attempts to sue her lawyers for forcing her to settle (laughs) um (laughs) it's california she can sue whoever she wants so this goes towards britney murphy's father angelo bertel Bertolotti, he petitions to have her body exhumed for further testing because nobody checked for arsenic poisoning, 
well, you'd say, why would you check for arsenic poisoning? We have a cause of death. But a common display of arsenic poisoning is severe anemia. I don't know who told him to put these two things together. Somebody was like, hey, did you know this about um, people who die from quote unquote anemia? They could have been poisoned with arsenic. So he goes and petitions to have um, her body exhumed and tests her hair. Sharon, the mother, refuses. Mm -hmm. She fights it. Well, and he doesn't show up to the two hearings. So I mean, yeah, he's it. Things cost money. He's also got a sordid past. It feels like everybody is just kind of like, what's going on? Um, It does happen in November 2013. And the toxicology report shows deliberate poisoning by heavy metals, including antimony and barium. And that was a possible cause of Brittany Murphy's death. So possibly she was poisoned. And Sharon is also saying this is just a rumor. She's like, this is slander. Mm -hmm. He is lying. It's odd, though, that Sharon's living in a house where two people died. Her daughter and her son-in-law, who she was maybe perhaps romantically linked. There's nothing I do want to say. Those like articles that all those tabloids were posting, they make it explicitly clear that they do not insinuate there was a sexual relationship between them. And even if it wasn't sexual in nature, they were romantically or they were too close for comfort. That's all I'm going to say. And some of the pictures that they took are just weird. Yeah, very bizarre Um, behavior. There is the Los Angeles County Assistant Chief Coroner. Very official title. Hugh says it is unusual to have two people die in similar circumstances with pneumonia. Uh, We've been looking at it and saying something isn't right. I'm not saying you can't get pneumonia from mold, but we did all the tests on it. Mold didn't come up in the toxicology reports, but these metals did. That's not in the quote. That's me. The metals are in the toxicology report. Yeah. So you decide. I mean, they didn't, it didn't change anything about her cause of death. It's not like they went back and like opened up a murder case. Yeah, they never did that. Maybe they can. But it is very bizarre. I just, it's very bizarre that they both had pneumonia. That's like the first bizarre thing to me. And then the fact of the second cause of death being like anemia in some way, like Still very bizarre. Mm-hmm. In a man who's not on his period. Exactly. I, <laughs> I don't know how common anemia is in men, but I assume it's not as common as it is in women. Mm-hmm. And then for the toxicology report to reflect heavy metals. Something seems like foul play to me, but... Yeah, and unfortunately, Brittany Murphy's father did pass away of natural causes in 2019, so he's not really around to advocate for the investigation to keep going further. True. He was 92 years old, by the way. Jeez. He was a hell of freaking old. So, (laughs) I think maybe he has some people on his side that can try to keep, you know, advocating for this to be opened up and looked into further it is i don't know weird. like what i was gonna say it is weird in 2019 britney is half brother so she has some half siblings from mm-hmm. her father's side uh speaks out that he thinks her husband simon had something to do with her death um he comments about how simon had six-figure debts and was known as conjack which we already talked about due to his shady business dealings mm-hmm. um and he supported his father continuing to 
try to get more like investig investigations or to reopen an investigation into it. Mm -hmm. But then he's also like, yeah, but like me and my brother, like we're, we're, we're old now. So like we're, we don't have the time to do this anymore either. And it's just yeah. like, that's very bizarre to me. Might not have really known or had much of a relationship with Brittany. Who yeah. Knows? But he doesn't explicitly say anything about Sharon. He is, he thinks that Simon had something to do with her death. And then, it's kind of open to you who had something to do with Simon's death. Perhaps her mother. Maybe we'll never know. Maybe we'll never know. But I do want to share this quote from Rex Bieber, not to be confused with Justin Bieber. It's spelled differently. And they're a clinical psychologist who said they didn't know Simon, but after hearing his story and his behavior was consistent with a psychopath with a personality disorder. Um, and he called what happened to Brittany an age-old story of someone who, uh, an age-old story you see with people who meet a narcissistic personality and people who are psychopaths. That's a weird quote. I don't know why I wanted to share it so mad. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like worded kind of weird. Um, it is worded but they weird. kind of like gravitated towards each other mm -hmm. because she could have been more narcissistic he was a psychopath who fed into it. He probably had narcissistic tendencies. Munchausen fed her all of these things that she wanted to hear. And it just spirals from there. And like the sad thing is, is like they weren't together that long. Like she didn't yeah. know him for that long before this all started. Yeah. And that's what's so sad. It is interesting because so her dad's petition to get the hair samples for the independent testing, which ended up proving that there was heavy metals um, at the time of death in mm -hmm. her system. That's actually what like led to the eventual documentary that you mentioned on the ID network mm -hmm. um, being aired. It's a lot about like his effort to investigate it and to look into what he believed was the real cause of death. Yeah. He but is interviewed in that ID special and he does seem to have, you know, some love for her. Mm -hmm. It's not just that he's chasing the news reporters and like trying to get his spotlight and fame like you said he's elderly like he doesn't care he just wants to know what really happened yeah and Sharon refused to do an interview for this ID yeah. special so Sharon's behavior is just odd the but for somebody who was on dies. every single news outlet doing interviews about her why wouldn't you take this opportunity yeah I think I read I don't remember where this was from but that they were going to before Simon passed away they were going to do a memorial service for Brittany and charge people a thousand dollars a ticket yeah well her and Simon start like this foundation that ends up not being real mm -mm. and like they don't file any of the paperwork appropriately so it like dissolves and then her dad ends up reinstating it for a little bit mm -hmm. but it's still kind of like doesn't make it like it's just not successful enough as a foundation or a charitable yeah it just seems like they were chasing the clout for a little while and it ended up being more toxic to them yeah absolutely we're gonna get more on this because in sometime I don't know it was just announced in March that HBO Max bought the rights to a documentary, mm -hmm. a docu-series from Blumhouse Productions yeah. of all production companies to do a docu-series on Brittany Murphy. Yeah, it's supposedly going to be a two-part documentary series. We don't know a release date yet, 
but it'll be surrounding the mystery. The mystery. The mystery. I really liked the way you pronounced that. <laughs> I cannot <laughs> talk today. The mystery. mystery clouding her death. So I do want to talk about this mysterious mansion that they lived in, though. Oh, yeah. It's got a pass. The most recent, I'm going to like go from 20 and then I'll jump backwards to a few of these listings. Uh, most recently, the house was sold December of 2020 for a whopping $12.2 million. This is after like extensive renovations, too. So it's almost unrecognizable, but it's technically the same address, the same juju. And the same foundation, probably. Yeah. They didn't tear that whole thing down. Um, And I found that it has been sold over 10 times since Murphy died in 2009. That's a lot of that, times to turn over a how property. How many times? Over 10 times. And so it's been 10 years. Mm -hmm. That's once per year. That's insane. <laughs> like that's a lot, especially for a multi-million dollar mansion. So a few to note, I couldn't find all the listings. If I had more time, it probably would have. So in March 2010, shortly after Brittany died, it was put on the market for around $7.5 but was taken off the market a month later. I don't know. So this was before Simon died. Mm -hmm. And then Sharon sold the house to a developer for $2.7 Ooh. So they took a hit. Um, it. I Did we mention that Brittany bought the house for 3.8? Mm -hmm. So she bought it in 2003 for 3.8 and they had to sell it in 2011 for 2.7. Yeah. That kind of sucks. But Sharon, she's going to take the money <laughs> anyway. They did some renovations. They expanded the square footage and the house hit the market in April 2016 for a whopping $19.7 million. Um, but it dropped to 18.4 according to its Zillow listing. So they were just bragging. And then they were like, wait, <laughs> that's still a lot. And then in March of 2017, it sold for $14.5 So with this last sale in December 2020, it did still take a hit going for $12.2 That house has bad juju. Something's going on. If people don't even want to live there for like a year, roughly, unless like... Do we... Like, did anyone else famous buy it? Do you uh, know? Not that I could tell. Yeah. But it is in the neighborhood where a lot of celebrities do live. So yeah. I'm it's, sure they all know about it. Yeah. It's just so interesting to me. Like, I think they need to just tear it down, put a memorial up, something. I would like to know, like, who owned it before Britney yeah. and like some of the history before. Yeah. Well, because like Britney Murphy is the one that's lived there the longest, as far as we know, because mm -hmm. Britney Spears didn't live in it that long. Right. So it's like for her from 2003 until she passes away until 2009, that's the longest that it's had one resident. Yeah. And it's basically right. It like follows the arc of when Britney's career start career and life starts to decline. Mm -hmm. From 2003, she starts doing sort of B-list or Ooh, like... new conspiracy. It's the house's fault. Ooh, I like that conspiracy. That's That, I think, is my theory, especially because the ties to Britney Spears and what she has to say about it. Yeah. She was quoted as saying that, like, she was having visions of, like, a man and a woman pushing her down the stairs. Yeah. And, like, crazy stuff like that. So it's just, like, the way that it was, like, Britney's having visions or feelings that she... Britney Spears is that she was going to meet her end in that house 
And then another Brittany ends up immediately moving in. And like basically her life doesn't do that well after that. There was some bad energy like sucking her dry. And like her mom and her husband too. Mm -hmm. You know, like they... There wasn't anything bad to say about Brittany's mother before this. Yeah. But she continued to live in the house until 2011. She lived in there a long time after her daughter died there and then her son-in-law. And she called 911 both times. Yeah. Like that's traumatizing. The house is definitely responsible. You guys (sighs) heard it here, folks. It's a conspiracy. I haven't heard about this. (laughs) about her death I haven't it's Mm -hmm. always been like the mom or the husband but here some dumb chicks are blaming the house I blame the house man the house drove all of them crazy probably residual like I want to know if there's like I want to hear from the other owners of like why they sold if there's like spiritual activity and stuff going on I have ways of finding out who the owners were (laughs) but yeah that's where it's where it ends for now. Yeah. Um, I look forward to the HBO series. I'm sure they're going to do a good job with it. I, I really kind of wonder how, where she would be now if she wasn't taken from us too soon. I know. And I feel like that's something we're going to always talk about, whether it's people who do pass away or it's just somebody who, you know, has to take a step back and doesn't act ever again like Amanda Bynes. Mm-hmm. Like... Who knows and what she'll do? Brittany never performing again or not performing until she's free. Yeah. Like, so it's just crazy to think about. And it's it's just crazy because there's just so much that I didn't know about about her husband. Like it was always like, oh, he's super suspicious. Mm-hmm. But it was never like he had this like sordid past and history. Yeah. And I remember my mom having very strong opinions about how this did not sit right with her. Yeah. Like they they went on like Larry King, like mm-hmm. Sharon and Simon. And they were just I think that's where he was uh, said the quote about her perfect body being I hate that so much yeah and that and Sharon just was like almost goo goo eyes like agreeing with him about everything it was just so bizarre and then like just some of the pictures that surfaced on magazines and stuff I remember my mom just being like there is some they were in on it together and then when he passes away she's like maybe the mom was all to blame but like I just don't I don't know I have a hard time with Sharon kind of like going back and forth a lot. Mm-hmm. But there wasn't anything bad to say about her before they moved into that house, basically. Maybe she was possessed just... <laughs> by a ghost. Perhaps. I mean, it could happen. I just also think, I don't know. I just feel like when things are good, like no one's going to talk badly about her mom, mm. you know? And so it is it is easier to blame it on the person who is still alive after both of these circumstances yeah. but also at the same time her behavior is weird mm-hmm. she does have wishwashy like this happened this didn't happen like you know and she did seem to really like doing interviews mm-hmm. and like getting the attention after Britney passed away and everyone deals with grief in different ways but that's just all a little bit too bizarre for me I definitely yeah. think there's like a mixture of things like and it was just honestly the three of them living in that house was a recipe for disaster like yeah. She just needed some, you know, she didn't need somebody that was just going to push prescriptions on her or encourage her to take things to feel better. You know, she needed somebody to actually help her feel better. And I just think all three of them needed 
different people in their lives at the that time when they were all going through different things. Right. And it didn't help that they were just up in these hills in a mansion secluded and like hoarding all of their Yeah, and they're already hidden. And so that just increases their paranoia of going out in public. And it's another thing we've talked about, about like the paparazzi and the effect that they have on these celebrities. Like Mm -hmm. this was again, this was right around the height of like the paparazzi stalking and not giving Britney Spears time Mm -hmm. to herself, you know, and they were doing that to all celebrities at this time. It was like this huge blow up of paparazzi and photos going for millions of dollars. And Brittany Murphy just didn't want a part of it. Yeah. Once she knew that it wasn't like if she truly wasn't on drugs, she's like, I'm just a thin person. Like, yeah. And that happens. And I, like, like, stop feeding my like own body image issues. Yeah. It's not what it, uh, we never know the whole story. Right. But I didn't think she had anything really that wrong other than people yeah. just trying to make rumors out of nothing. Yeah. It wasn't like she ever was out at like the clubs like with these like celebrities getting super intoxicated or that were visibly doing drugs mm-hmm. you know like she really did keep to herself and I feel that ultimately didn't help her I don't think mm-hmm. but it's like but she did what she had to do because she didn't want to be seen like one of those girls and it's just really sad to think about it's unfortunate that it's another circumstance it's another scenario different but similar to again we as society failing her because we didn't believe her when she said she was okay yeah you know and like i don't do drugs i literally could die if i do yeah and so like who who's to say what would have happened if you know everyone would have been like oh okay and like moved on to the next thing there were other controversies happening at the Mm -hmm. same time the early 2000s is full of celebrities and you know teenagers doing crazy stuff right so it's like there was another story out there like you could have just left her alone that would have been interesting to see what happens yeah it's almost like well it just kind of sucks that as a society we like feed on these negative stories about people especially celebrities or like the wealthy rich and famous Mm -hmm. because we want them to like be knocked down a few notches yeah like that's not fair yeah (laughs) let them have their moment I feel like we're getting we're coming into that as a society where we're like we love to see it we love to see people glow up prosper shine in the spotlight do well from themselves and like be confident but that was definitely not the case in the early 2000s the early 2000s was not it and if you were a female it was especially not it they everyone wanted you to fuck up so they could photograph it yeah and they could sell the picture for millions or sell the story for millions because those stories sold the fall from fame Mm -hmm. what we ate it up i really hope we are doing better because there's just ever celebrities are gonna are always going to mess up because they're human yeah surprise surprise and I just hope that, like, we continue to give them grace and let them be better or yeah. try to be better before we continue to, like, rid- ridicule them. Yeah. Or- I think accountability is mm-hmm. definitely okay and healthy, but, like, demeaning people yeah. is not. Yeah, absolutely <laughs> not. And there's just so many people, granted, like, 
we said there's no cause of death that says that it was like it's not like she it was an overdose and like that's the reason that mm-hmm. she passed away but that's not to say that us as society or people in the tabloid businesses and in the entertainment industry at the time are not somewhat responsible for her and for what other people other celebrities have done during those times so just have to remember to try to be better and do better Mm -hmm. and treat each other better yeah absolutely but um we're gonna wrap this on up tonight we hope you enjoyed this episode a heavy topic we understand but it's important maybe we'll go lighter next week we do need a light story. <laughs> I don't have much light stuff right now. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, review. Subscribe on Spotify or Apple Podcasts. Wherever Leave you're listening. a review on Apple Podcasts. That would be so cool. Let all of your advertiser friends know that we would Please. love to do ads. We want to sponsor. <laughs> I don't care what it is. Actually, I do. We do care, but like, run <laughs> it by us. Super picky to run start. It, run it by us. We will. There's not a lot we won't do. I would say. Yeah, and even if you are a small business owner, um, and you would just like to partner with us, we really would like to support small business business owners or shop local or anything like that. So if you want to just reach out, find us on Instagram at some dumb chicks podcast and Twitter at some dumb chicks mm-hmm. and uh, TikTok at some underscore dumb underscore chicks underscore podcast because some dumb chicks was, was taken. Was taken. Oh, yeah. How rude. I'm going to find them. Can I buy this off of you? (laughs) Yeah. And definitely send us any feedback that you have. I really love my friends who are listening, who have told me that they are listening. So if you're one of those people, don't be shy. Um, And just, yeah, we love chatting with you guys and hearing all your opinions about these topics and the series and the weird things that we are testing out. Let us know what works and what doesn't. Yep. We're trying a bunch of stuff. No, but really, you guys, the people that are listening, um, the people that are interacting with us on social media, it is not lost on us. It is not something that goes unnoticed by any means. It means a lot to both Ashley and myself. Mm -hmm. Um, So we really appreciate your support in any way possible. And on that note, don't forget to be kind to yourself. And please be kind to others. Good night. Okay, we outie. I got so sleepy.